here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Welcome to the Britties edition of the Brit Rest Roundtable. It's awards time, it's the end of the year, and we're going to wrap up the year in European wrestling, um, both British, Irish, German, and wherever else you come from. If you're in Europe, you're them in hung- the Britties. Them Hungarian graps are very strong. Hungarian grappling, it's it's on the potential to win a Brittie, <laughs> but I don't think so. We have 13 awards to give out today. 12 of them are very prestigious, and 12, um, I'm sure, the winners of which... It's it's a baker's dozen, so you have 12 good ones, (laughs) and then you have one spare. Yes, and we also have a 13th, a wooden spoon award, if you will, uh, which we'll give to a very special and deserving candidate. We'll get to that in a bit. (laughs) Arne is very excited to give away that award. But first, we've got six awards to give away. Arn is very exhausted, is what Arn is. I I have Mm. just done... Christmas is happening. The last last three days, (laughs) I've worked 38 hours. That's disgusting. Yes. Uh, So we were going to record on Friday, uh, but I was three hours late from work. uh, Back from work, should I say. And Mm. it's just gone downhill from there. So I'm just barely awake. I've had very little sleep. I've done a lot of work. And I have my uh, wife on call to bring me drinks to get, to get me through this. So uh... I will endeavour not to accidentally quote a lyric from a Christmas song, just to keep your sanity. Oh, I'll sing it. <laughs> you know all the lyrics now. That's right. Uh, so yeah, we have six awards in this first half, then a special award to give away, and Do then we have an six more awards. <laughs> we have an intermission, indeed. <laughs> I, mean, I might Classic get up and have a bit, bit of a stretch. Should we have a raffle? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What do you have to give away in a raffle? <laughs> oh, this this beer mat. <laughs> Listen, to we that. have a beer mat to give away if, if you so wish. Just got to give us five pounds for entry. I think. Uh, it'll yeah, it'll cost that much <laughs> to post it. It's really heavy. <laughs> uh, so we should start off with uh. Six awards, all of them focused on wrestlers. The second half will be focused more on promotions, as well as the two British Wrestler of the Year awards, both for global work and ex- work exclusively in the UK. The well, first it's, it's award, exclusively in Europe, I would say. Oh yeah, exclusively in Europe, of course. <laughs> <I> don't want <laughs> to leave that to keep German track terms. of. Yes, 
um, our first award will be for the most improved wrestler of 2016. Um, Arn, who do you want to put forward for this? Well, the, the name that I, I have constantly kept bringing up when we've been talking about this on recent podcasts is Ginny. Um, I yes. felt like a, a year ago, um, she was like, okay, like her character was very strong, but like her in-ring was was kind of basic and she was very prone to, to mistakes. Mm. And I think over the course of the year, we've seen like a, a gradual improvement in the first like six months, but the second half of the year, it's like watching a different person. She's, she's gotten that much better. She's gotten that much smoother in the ring. Like her timing is, is just a lot better than it was. And she's even covering yeah, for people who are like weaker than her. Yeah, it does feel like she's guiding people around now, which is pretty impressive. Like she's almost a veteran presence in the Progress Women's Division. She's like gotten confident with her in ring work as well as the character work, which was already very good and I feel has gotten even yeah, better she, this year. She nailed that character work down straight away and like everything <laughs> else has just kind of come into, yeah. into place now. But yeah, her matches have gotten really good now. She still doesn't have that one great match which she can really hang her hat on, which may prevent her from winning the award, but I don't know. We'll see who else we I, I could possibly think, think of. It's something that is going to happen. I think that that match with Pollyanna where they kind of shot for Epic and it didn't quite work, mm. that was evidence that she can work that match. It just needs to be tweaked a bit. So I'm sure like a match is coming from Ginny that's going to be really, really good. Like like four star plus territory. I would not doubt it. Um, Rob's highest pick for this award um, would be TK Cooper. Is what he's saying. Um, essentially coming from a glorified valet um, to well, until Strong Style, they didn't really let him do an awful lot of wrestling. It was he was mainly just yeah. there for Dahlia, but like. They put him in the ring uh, for that tournament, and we were all a little bit curious to to see what had happened. And he did mm. really well, and he's been like strong ever since. He's gone from Endeavor fodder to the breakout star of those Endeavor shows, and probably higher in our estimations than Pastor William Eva, um, I, I who I believe probably... won most improved last year. So yes, yes, he did. I think we'd probably look at uh, TK as being more of a candidate if he wasn't tagging with Travis Banks because yeah. Travis has outshone him uh, second half of the year. He's, he really has outshone, well, not only him, but an awful lot of other wrestlers because he's so good. So TK has kind of almost been punished because he's tagging with Travis Banks and Travis Banks is great. TK Cooper's good. But he's come from like nowhere to good, whereas Travis Banks has come from nowhere to great. And it's kind of <laughs> difficult to... To get yeah. that comparison, but I, I understand completely why Rob's gone for, for TK. He has improved a lot. One guy who I never thought I would even put forward for this discussion, uh, even a couple of months ago, is Jack Sexsmith, who is another Projo guy, um, and he has that great match to hang on his resume now after the tables match, which was pretty much built around him and his character. He was the main focus point of that match, and. The f like, he performed so well in that match that I think he's he's definitely someone you could argue for this award, even if his other performances haven't been as good. Uh, I think it's a decent shout. Um, I I don't think we really looked at him at all um, last year, as other than just an, another Projo guy who got like a really strong gimmick, but we didn't really think much of his yeah. in ring. Um, 
his in-ring has definitely improved. He, he definitely gets wrestling. Uh, he knows what his limitations are. And I always appreciate that in a, in a young guy who uh, you're not going to be that main event star straight out the, the gates. You have to build yourself up. Um, and I think he's done a really good job of that. Uh, he's such a likable person as well. It's, it's kind of hard to um, mm. to argue with uh, any nominations for Jack because he's, he's such a nice guy. Uh, one final name I want to put forward is Dan Maloney, who we saw live yeah. a month ago and was absolutely crushing it <laughs> in the fiction warehouse. It, yeah, if you had hadn't brought the crowd in the palm of his hand, if you hadn't have brought him up, I'd have had Dan Maloney as well. Um, he like a year ago, like he was okay, but his per, like his his presence was that of somebody who didn't, who wasn't that confident in the ring. And he's just got so much more confident. He's he's he feels at home in the ring compared to a year ago. He, he was very solid, but he didn't look that good, if you know what I mean. And his confidence levels have improved. He's improved a lot in the ring, and I think he's a very strong contender for this. Uh, anyone else do we want to put forward, or should we name our winner? I think you could possibly argue Pete Dunn. Um, mm. I know Pete made like his his biggest uh, strides uh, in in 2015, where he kind of went from almost a complete unknown to to being on people's uh, radars. But you look at um, from the start of the year, where he was kind of just starting to find his way in in Rev Pro, to now, that is a huge jump in in terms of everything like his his all-round game has has gotten so much better in the last 12 months um you could argue that makes him like a breakout star rather than most improved because he already had those ring skills and he's just put them to better yeah. use um and I'd have no problem with that but I think he like, is a contender I think we're about to well. argue <laughs> the breakout star in the next award so uh, I think uh yeah I I would want to give this award to Ginny I think just because, yeah, that that was she my stepped shout. up in the ring. That was that was my shout. So yeah, to, if, if we're in unanimous agreement, start. we will hand the Britty to Ginny. <laughs> we will do. We have a problem here though. Last year there were three of us, so we had tiebreakers. Yeah. Now there's only two. <laughs> so it's whoever shouts the loudest, basically. <laughs> <laughs> but I think yeah, I think we're both in agreement that it, that it's Ginny that's the most improved. Yeah. Um, over 2016, Dan Maloney, very close second. Mm-hmm. A lot of good candidates for this one, um, and I think we're in agreement for the next award, Breakout Star. There are three candidates who really, um, yeah, I think we probably above. have the same three guys. <laughs> yeah. So we're talking Trent Seven, yeah. Travis Banks, and yeah. Pete Dunn for Dunn. Breakout Star <laughs> of the year. And you've this already is... given your case for Pete Dunn. Oh, this is so hard. Um, all three of these guys compared to where they were last year, like 12 months ago, have had a meteoric improvement in terms of how they're being booked, how they're, how they're being used, and how they uh, come across in terms of their star presence when they're in the ring. All three of them have had phenomenal years. It's very difficult to choose between them. Yeah. I, the one thing against Travis Banks is the fact that he was this good already and if he had just been in Britain he would have been a star yeah (laughs) um I I 
think I don't think that should count against him, but maybe it's something to consider <laughs> that he has been around the block elsewhere. Yeah, I was I was kind of hoping that you would come in with a really strong opinion towards one of these three, so I could just go, yeah, you're probably <laughs> right. Um, I think the fact that Pete Dunne, as you say, started the year as like a nice surprise addition to that little cruiserweight tournament that Rev Pro put on to crown the new cruiserweight champion, and ended it the progress champion, and feeling like the guy who should hold that belt above not, anyone else. Not only progress champion, he's champion all over the place. He's got. He's champion of all over the place. Um, uh, <laughs> he won a title champion. in Germany. Uh, he's he's been winning titles left, right, and centre. Um, and just the fact that he's just such an ingrained character now in Britress, and he went over for Bowler. Um, like he's recognisable as one of the top guys. Whereas maybe you can't say the same for Trent Seven and Travis Banks. If you asked someone who doesn't know a lot about Britress, they could probably name drop Pete Dunne. But uh, maybe not Seven and Banks. That's fair. Like I said, I, I was hoping you would have a, a strong opinion towards one of them. <laughs> because I looked at those three guys and I was like, I cannot choose between it's them. It's really tough at, to choose between them. I mean, Travis Banks, uh, this time last year, he basically just started wrestling in the UK. Uh, I didn't know who he was a year ago, which <laughs> is, is ridiculous. Uh, Trent Seven a year ago was uh, just wrestling locally um, in the Midlands and uh, a little bit for ICW, but he hadn't really broken out anywhere uh, outside of his own promotion. And we're saying Pete Dunn really only started back in uh, January, so last year, uh, like in OTT maybe, and that's about it. Uh, they're, they're all very deserving candidates. I'm leaning towards Dunlo because, you know, by the definition of a star, it's maybe someone who can appeal outside the niche. And while Seven and Banks have certainly won over the Britress crowd, I think Dunn has the star power that, like, he can go to a PWG and get over the. I'm not saying Banks and Seven couldn't, but Dunn I'm, has I'm proven sure that Seven he can would. already. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he would. Um, yeah, but Pete's the, the fact that Dunn view. has that on his resume. I think that puts him over the top just slightly. Yeah, I can't argue with that. <laughs> so Pete Dunne is the breakout Dunn. star of the year. Your Deserving. progress champion. Your Fight Club Pro champion. Your former yeah. WXW shotgun champion. <laughs> and isn't he OTT champion at the moment? He might be. I can't remember. He <laughs> certainly has been for the majority of the year. So... <laughs> Okay, we're done with Pete Dunn. Yes, and we'll move on to best tag team. Do you have a favourite for best tag team? <laughs> um, it's not so much a favourite as I have a list in front of me, and <laughs> I like all of them. Uh, last year, we, we kind of came down to two. It was like uh, Sumerian Death Squad and uh, London Riots, and we didn't really have another, a lot of uh, other names on that list. Whereas this year, the, the the quality of tag team wrestling has been significantly higher, not just in like the main promotions that we watch, like uh, especially Progress, the, the standard has been very high, but across the uh, Britrest scene. And also in Germany, I think the standard over there has been phenomenally yeah, the high. Yeah, World Tag League was really good, and obviously that was aided by outside teams coming in, but Cerberus and A4 
I thought were really good in that were in camp as well. Like they were all on the same level as the outsider teams. Yeah. So my my list for for potential nominations there's there's, there's about seven teams on it. So I'm going to kind of try and trim it down a little bit. Uh, London Riots. I thought had a really good run as Progress Champs. The matches with uh, War Machine, especially the second one, the Tornado Tag, absolutely phenomenal. Uh, two really strong matches with uh, British Strong Style as well. And they've been all over the place as per usual. Uh, Big Rob, despite breaking his face, has still <laughs> been working and at a very high standard. Um, if somebody else were to tell me they thought they were the best tag team uh, in Europe over the last 12 months, I wouldn't argue with them. Um other contenders, though, uh, FSU have been really good every time they've been uh, in the ring for progress. Literally every single match that FSU have had has been really good at the as a baseline. Uh, British Strong Style, uh, Trent Seven and Pete Dunn um, kind of came out of nowhere because progress put them together uh, to, to be a team breaking up two established teams in the process, and they've just gone with it. Uh, they they kind of capped the year off in progress as like the two most important people in the company. You mm, could argue. I I would say that them coming out of nowhere, forming a brand new team, which originally we didn't like at all. Like we were against. We didn't like the idea of it. No, but then it's the execution's been fantastic. Though the storyline, yeah, it's it's completely bowled me over. Um, and yeah, the the whole Midlands pride thing going on. I think we were both very engaged in that and <laughs> the goings on at the last Lance. chapter where uh, Tyler Bate joined the team and ran amok. Uh, that was really well executed as well. Um, and I'm very much on board with them and I like their theme song as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'd, oh, I almost started singing then. Um, <laughs> okay, so, so two more teams that I have to nominate. Uh, Mustache Mountain. They've mm-hmm. been all over the place, um, apart from Progress, where they wrestled like one match and got split up. But everywhere else they've been wrestling... Yeah, they're been back together now. Great. Well, this is true, yeah. <laughs> um, but earlier in the year, when they came to, uh, to wrestle in Progress as a team, they got split up in the first match. Yeah. Um, everywhere else they've been working, they've been a fantastic team. They've been great, especially in uh, WXW, uh, but also for like what culture... And in the Midlands Graps, they've been working some strong tags. Uh, I couldn't argue with them if somebody said, I think they're the best tag team because they've been tremendously entertaining. And finally, and this is my personal favourite, the leaders, Zach and Marty. Good shout. Um, They've been having a lot of good matches. uh, Rev Pro. Rev Pro Uh, and WXW. Basically, everywhere that they've worked, the, the standard has been extremely high when they've been working mm. uh, to the point where I think they're probably they're like snowflake average is probably the highest out of all those teams. <laughs> My pick will be British strong style. I think because I like that the story has been so organic and kind of took me by surprise. And now they're kind of like the anchors of progress. I, I think without them progress would be in a good shape now with all the people leaving and, uh, being injured and like they've lost a lot of guys, but those two are really the anchors, and now Bates in there as well. Um, do you have a strong case for another team? 
Um, I think I have a case against British Strong Style, Ooh. and that's that they've okay. not they weren't together that long. They've basically yeah. finished the run now because uh, Pete Dunne winning the title means it's con- gone to yeah, it's gone back to Mustache Mountain. Mountain. Pete Dunne in singles. So while they had a, a tremendous impact in, uh, I'm trying to think how long they were together, like three months. It's really not that long. Well, I'd say I'd say a little bit longer than that. I think it was. Around about August. <laughs> it's only yeah, like that's four months. three months. Because <laughs> yeah. they were essentially done uh, in November. So when you, you kind of look at it being like a quarter of the year, that's not really that impressive compared to some of the other teams that are contending. True, true. Um, so <laughs> how do you feel about uh, like Riot's FSU... Mustache Mountain. Mm, I think the riots have had a really good year. Um, they're certainly a top candidate for me. Maybe not FSU. I think they've been a bit undercardy, not had like a really important match to put them over the top. Um, Mustache Mountain. A great match with I, the, the Origin. Um, which chapter? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, they all kind of blend into each other. Those. Uh, I FSC don't Gallagher. know what chapter it was. It was in April. It was the Falls Count Anywhere. Oh yes, of course, the main yeah. event one. Yeah, that yeah. was really good. Um, I would put Mustache Mountain over those teams, <laughs> especially after the tag league where they were probably the best team outside of um the Shane Strickland David Star team, which is no more. <laughs> <laughs> That's just true. Um. I don't know, I'm still leaning towards uh, leaders, to be honest. Uh, Mustache Mountain, I'm very close. I think they've been very consistent across a number of different promotions. Um, we could we could go leaders. I think the leaders in Ref Pro have been really good and anchored that promotion, especially with the cockpit shows, um, the side out ricochet match, uh, the Ingo Bernabe's match, the WXW World the, Tag League matches. The tag League stuff. I thought the the one against Hero and. Uh, JT Dunn, the mm-hmm. Death by Elbow team. I thought that was the best match um, that I've seen from WXW this year. Okay, uh, I think it's it's in contention for, for match of the year. Even uh, Rob didn't like it, so um, <laughs> it it might get a bit um, uh, overlooked possibly when when we get to match of the year, but. Um, for me, well, that was... Rob in his notes has said Mustache Mountain is his team of the year. So... Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> but See, he's I'm... also put leaders in his honourable mentions. <laughs> Are we going to go for? A Should we just have Mustache Mountains versus the leaders to see who? Who? Uh, who? Someone has to book that then. Yeah. Have they wrestled each other this year? Did they? Were they in the same block in tag league or not? Oh, I can't remember. I don't think so. <laughs> I might no, I can't really quickly. <laughs> um, I'm willing to concede for the leaders. <laughs> I think they have a very strong case. Yeah, I think it's that they felt very, very special on this yeah, run. Definitely. And I'm kind of sad that that Rev Pro decided to pull the trigger on the whole uh, Skirl turn. Even though I thought, well, this is coming, it's coming. But then I thought Sabre would turn on Skrull at some point, because that was 
the way it was going. It's like they were flipping. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, the the actual tag matches that they had and the way the the storyline built up in in Rev Pro and the work they they did everywhere they they wrestled this year was was top notch. Mm-hmm. Can't argue with that. So I think we can put the leaders in as the tag team of the year. Like you okay. say, I think that word special uh, puts them over yeah, the top. I, of the fact, that every match they had was an event. I, I, sure, I could be talked into into Mustache Mountain because I love those guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you if you had uh, both of them and you had like I don't know, who would you say is the best tag team in the world at the moment? <laughs> to, uh, mate, uh... Say like the revival. <laughs> if, if you had the revival against one of those teams, who, but who after, would... after the tag league, God. <laughs> Uh, well, no. Off me a bit of God now. <laughs> <laughs> no, just no. Yeah, what I'm saying is, if you had like a really great tag team and you had the choice between those two to face them, I think I'd lean towards having leaders. Mm. And it might just be that perhaps uh, Tyler isn't quite as developed as as the other three guys are, and yeah. maybe in a couple of years that wouldn't be the case. I can see next year. I can see Mustache Mountain winning this. Yeah, since they, they're going to be have, have a hot start in progress as the champs. So yeah, I can see that happening. Their championship year is coming. <laughs> so we're going to move on to best women's wrestler now, uh, which we didn't award last year, but I think the talent has grown a lot. The talent pool has grown a lot more this year, um, to the point where there's no obvious winner here. Um, I think the best women's wrestler is Tony Storm, but. She has done most of her best work in Japan, and while her she's stuff... done most of her work in Japan, she's, yeah, most she's of not her been work in the UK anywhere near as much as she was the so, year before. Judging her on her European resume, it's still good, but I don't think it's uh, award worthy. No, I, well, I had three names in mind other than Tony: <clears throat> uh, Nixon Newell, who. I don't think we're going to have a long uh, around in the UK much longer. Uh, Rumour mm-hmm. has it she's going to NXT. Um, I've heard April time, somewhere around there. I don't know how much of this well, is we've true. We've been hearing lots of rumours about the entire Brit scene <laughs> moving to yeah, but the, uh, this Florida, one, which I'm not sure is... Uh... This one seems pretty sturdy. Yeah, from what I heard. she was put out in, um, like she was mentioned in the same uh, breath as a lot of other uh, women who've signed, like uh, Heidi Lovelace, mm-hmm. uh, Kimberly, and uh, Evie. They all st- there were four names originally when that that news was going around, and the other one was Nixon Newell. Um, okay, but she's not been named, and I think it's because she's got a load of indie dates. To finish up, yeah. So I'd, I'll be sad to see her go, um, but if she is going, definitely. Good luck to her. She has the shiniest. Uh, who wizard. else? Do we... um, she does have the shiniest <laughs> wizard. <laughs> uh, who else Kaylee, do we want to short? Kaylee Ray, us? who I think is the probably the standout uh, candidate. Um, she's been great without uh, really uh, getting the chance to shine in a lot of promotions that we watch regularly. She's had like what one match in progress. I think. Yeah, so far. Um 
but she's been great every time i've seen her in icw she's she's been outstanding uh i've watched her in, in fight club pro i think th three times or four times and she's been phenomenal there the the matches that the, the women's matches in fight club pro this year have, have really been setting the bar the the standards Unless they've had havoc in them uh, <laughs> uh, yeah this is true the jessica havoc matches have been pretty uh well rubbish but the ones, <laughs> the ones with Kaylee Ray, Nixon Newell, and Kimberly, uh, any combination of those three that they've been in Fight Club Pro and the triple threat that they had, which I thought was four stars, possibly even higher. Uh, those matches have been really strong, like better than anything else that's been going on in the UK for women's mm -hmm. wrestling. And that's mainly been because Kaylee Ray is phenomenal. The other name that I had in mind was Pollyanna. Um, but I am leaning yeah. towards uh, Kaylee Ray or Nixon Newell. Yeah, I'm not a high on Pollyanna particularly compared to the other two. I think it's between Nixon and Kaylee. And yeah, I want to I want to give Pollyanna I would a give mention. It so I think she's been pretty good. Uh, yeah, it's, fair enough. She's been all right, but I don't think she's been on the le same level. Um, I would say I would give this to Nixon Newell. I think her variety of work is very strong. Um, of, she's mainly like comedy leaning. Um, but like the way she gets the crowd on her side is it, it, it's really awesome to see everyone sings along to her theme song and oh. then an attack as well you've got her uh, heel Pete Dunne yeah. act which is great <laughs> that, that heel turn like, was just, so well executed <laughs> it was one of these typical like um, give me the chair let me hit the bad guy moments but it was Nixon mm. Newell. You just don't think she's going to smack Mark Andrews in the face with the chair. It's just, you, it's it's just not going to happen. And that's gone really bad. Yeah. <laughs> and just the level of her work's really good as well. And now she's got that whole shiniest wizard uh, character over it. It's more a phrase, less a character. But like it sort of embodies her gimmick. And like it, it's just one and the same associated with her name now. Nixon Newell, shiniest wizard. Like, mm -hmm. it's embedded in my brain now, and that's a bit like the Pete Dunne bruiserweight thing. Um, and that put him over to new heights. So I think Nixon has it all going for her. And if she is leaving, then she thoroughly deserves it. But I would argue for her in this case. Yeah, you get no argument from me. I thought it's very close between Nixon and, and Kaylee Ray. I think they've been the two standouts. Yeah. But um, obviously, we, if, if, we've seen less of Kaylee Ray because we don't watch a lot of ICW. True. If Tony Storm wrestled her matches in stardom in the UK, <laughs> then I would say Tony Storm. But I think Nixon Newell has been well. I think she's one she's of the, the standout best. performers of the UK scene this year. Tony Storm, I think, is the best women's wrestler out of the, the four that we've named. But yeah. she's hardly wrestled in the UK this year, so it, we can't really give it to her. <laughs> so yeah. We'll Best Nixon. women's wrestler of the year, Nixon Newell. Yeah. Oh, um, uh, I should probably mention that uh, she's she's won like various titles all over the place, uh, including uh, the Water Culture one, where they, their women's mm -hmm. division was basically Nixon Newell. It's like here's Nixon Newell. She's <laughs> Nixon really Newell great. Versus the import versus yeah. whoever whoever is available. Shows a lot of confidence in her to build a division around her. So yeah. We'll move on to best feud now, and there's probably only one real candidate for this. I've got four. <laughs> Ooh. Well, I'll name 
the obvious one that's probably on everyone's minds, and that is Marty Skull and Will Osprey going around Britain and around the world, having crazy matches and getting themselves over and each other. <laughs> See, like I... they started the year out so strongly, and we thought that nobody could have a better match in Britain than the one they had, and then in the end, we may have got a couple more better ones, but <coughs> that was such a strong start to the year, and it had everyone buzzing, everyone going, oh my god, British wrestling's amazing, and it's on the map, and Dave Meltzer gave it, what, like, four and a half stars, yeah. and it That's felt like an arrival of sorts. Um, right, so Skull and Osprey, um, they had mm -hmm. a, a definite feud in progress. There was a definite storyline yeah. there, but it was over quickly. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. In Rev Pro, there really wasn't a storyline. They they built some kind of gimmick around No, they just had the... a match. The yeah, they had a, a match, <laughs> and it was supposed to be about... Um, uh, well, it was number one contendership, but it was also like bragging rights because of uh, they were getting a, a, like a doll made, an action figure, should I say. And that's gone nowhere. So that's a bit disappointing. Um, they've wrestled all over the place, but in terms of like the storyline, there really hasn't been one. Not since Skull beat Osprey for the title in in Progress, and that was in January. So for me, there's no there's no long term build there. Even though they've had matches all over the place, it's been very much um, uh, an exhibition kind of thing. So mm. I, I'm, I know what you're saying is like, in terms of a series of matches, it's been the best feud. But in terms of the actual storyline, I, I don't think it is. Uh, here are a few other suggestions. Uh, Zack Sabre and Marty Skrull in Rev Pro. I'm aware they haven't actually had a match at all. <laughs> They'll and, have a match in 2017. Yeah. And that for the vast majority of the year, they were a tag team. Um, the storyline that's going on there has been compelling like i've been really interested to see where it goes i've liked the way skull's influence has slowly turned saber into a into a heel over the course of the year in rev pro that all the uh, title defense uh, bookings where he basically went from uh, being like a blue-eyed baby face up to like angle and then he slowly slipped heel mm. just a little bit and the same... <laughs> and Skull uh, was always there, and always... Always there, always his mate, but like saying, like, you should cheat more. Yeah. Because I'm winning and you're not. And the same was true of uh, in WXW, uh, where they tagged uh, extensively. And the culmination of that angle was that um, Sabre ended up cheating uh, in Tag League, like, right at the end of it, and still lost. So it was like he he'd sold his soul to you know to the dark side to win the tag league and then he lost. Um, so the 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 way they they told that story I thought was remarkably well done both in Rev Pro and WXW. I think that's been a, a killer feud without them actually feuding. They haven't, they yeah, haven't actually wrestled each other, but it's been a great storyline. <laughs> uh, and the build on that has been for the entire year as well. It's been a year of build. They haven't actually got round to the matches yet, but I think when they do, they'll be great. 
I guess the counter argument is that Marty Skull had this championship shot in his back pocket all the time and then never used it on mm -hmm. Sabre Jr. But apart from that, yeah, I agree. This yeah, that, being that's a, the a captivating one, story. That's the one part of it doesn't make sense. Why did he not turn on him <laughs> while he was still champion? Then he had the title shot that he could yeah. use the emotional uh, leverage uh, to, you know, force Zack into a mistake, win the belt. Instead, he waited until he'd lost the title and then kicked him in the balls. That doesn't make a lot of sense. But apart from that, it's been a good story. Uh, another really strong storyline was uh, uh, Chris Brooks and Clint Margera in Fight Club Pro. Yeah, had I was going to mention more. this. It's, uh, it's been at least a year. It's been going on for ages. And they, they slowly got like more and more... Um, violent in in the uh the feud <laughs> my favorite moment of the whole thing uh was when i, I don't know if it was uh margera's girlfriend but uh yeah it was an i quit match and brooks basically uh, is he tape or handcuff him to the ropes or something uh grabs uh like clint's girlfriend holds him like in front of him and goes if you don't quit i'm going to hurt her so margera quits and then Brooks lays her out anyway, because <laughs> he's a dick. Such a dick. Such a dick. That yeah, was that was a great angle. <laughs> and it, I didn't think felt the matches properly were emotional that... and real. Yeah. I don't think the matches are that great. They were very good, but I didn't think they were great. Um, Depends what, in what your tolerance is for garbage brawls, basically. Well, for garbage brawls, they were good. They were good garbage brawls. Yeah. There were some like sick spots, like uh, all the lemon stuff got me. <laughs> <laughs> um, it can't have been nice to wrestle those matches, but then Clint Margera is just a madman. So there we go. Yeah, he's nuts. Um, I like him. I, I've really come to like <laughs> Clint Margera over the last year because yeah. he's, he's insane. He's insane, but he can also work that uh, very physical, um, uh, strong style that is. Uh, prevalent in, in Fight Club Pro as well as the garbage matches. He's he's not just a garbage wrestler. So, um, yeah, that that feud I thought was really good. Uh, but the one that I am actually leaning towards for feud of the year is Pete Dunne against Jim Lee in Attack. They built this so well over the course of the summer where... Um, Pete slowly corrupted people onto his side, forced um, like Jim into a corner, as it were, and then they had a five-on-five five, uh, Survivor Series-style elimination match on the day of Survivor Series. <laughs> and whichever team lost, that person, that the leader would be done in uh, in attack. And in terms of emotion, like raw emotion, that match. The, the build-up to it was so perfect that that match just absolutely captivated everyone that was there uh, for Attack. I only watched it last week. I'm really glad I got the chance to see it because that, for me, is Feud of the Year. Mm, I, that's maybe the strongest story uh, going in Europe this year. I This hasn't been like an all-time year of storytelling or anything, I think. No, I think the... uh, progress in, in past years, they've always had a great storyline going on, whereas this past year, it's been more building towards stuff. Yeah, the, the past year in the main event, obviously, we've complained about the booking um, there, 
uh, <laughs> as has 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 one Dave Meltzer, um, which hasn't gone down too well <laughs> with the management. Um, yeah, because he didn't understand the angle. <laughs> true, true. I'm not trying to ultra defend him here. I'm just saying, maybe he's he's entitled to his opinion, even if it's ill-informed. <laughs> it's it's based on um, the results of shows, and like I think he 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 very much cherry picks stuff, which I don't blame him for. He has to watch a lot of wrestling just for the like the day job. Yeah. So why would you watch like every match from every progress show? You just wouldn't. So I, I get that. He doesn't have a lot of time for, but for UK. I would still say that both Progress and Rev Pro with all the Vader stuff, both of their main event storytelling stuff, at least in the immediate moment, obviously the Rev Pro Saber Skull story has been good, but it hasn't built to any specific matches until just now. Um, I would say that the moment-to-moment storytelling has been bad, and it means that there aren't too many great feuds or like top-tier feuds to talk about. So that's why I would say the match quality of Skull Osprey and just like the prevalence of it and how special it feels or felt over the course of the year that puts it over the top and makes it like the one for you to talk about this year, even if there wasn't a whole lot of story other than these guys having a wrestle. Yeah, I think that the problem that they've got here is um <clears throat> like no particular company has gone with it. The storyline has been they have great matches, so everyone books well, them. Progress is probably their best show of the year was built around that match and the story within that match was pretty crazy and it got Skull over as a vicious heel better than any other match that they've put on. Yeah, but um, once it was over, it was over and that was yeah 11 months ago. <laughs> but then Osprey had the New Japan commitments. I feel like they would have done another match had he not been jetting off to Super Possibly. Juniors. But uh, so that's that's why I'm kind of leaning towards that Jim Lee uh, Pete Dunn feud yeah. because it had it had like a whole storyline arc. It had like a beginning, a middle, and an end, and the end was completely satisfying because like the big bad guy lost, got booted out of the territory, and there's the uh, the owner of the company like uh, crowd surfing while his music plays. So <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a perfect ending to a, to a feud for me. Well, at times like this, we turn to God, aka Rob. And he says, I said Skull Osprey, Osprey so. didn't he? Uh, fair <laughs> I just wanted to be known that I voted for the attack the attack match yeah. feud. It, that can come a, a solid, honourable second, but I think God, aka Rob, has spoken. <laughs> so when um, <laughs> when all the lads on uh, Twitter are listening to this, I I went for Dun and Lee. <laughs> so I'm just making a note of that. Yes. Not that I. We're going. Not that I went for the one, but yeah, <laughs> who, the, who the winner was. I'm keeping a record because last year I. We're didn't. gonna go. Yeah, we're gonna go best feud. Skull Osprey. Um, Skull I think Osprey. it's the feud that defines the year, not just in European wrestling, but all over the world. It's the the one set of match. It's the one match up. The well, uh, match quality, you can't argue. Can really lean on. I'll, I'll yeah. give you that. So we'll move on to the final award in this section of the show. And that is best import. And there's not too much argument, in my opinion, for Chris Hero. It's it's Chris Hero. <laughs> the, his resume this year has been stellar in uh, Europe. 
starting with the super strong style. He had three great matches there. He had the match that some people thought was great <laughs> against Marty's girl a couple of weeks afterward. It was. Um, <laughs> possibly. Um, You're arguing he's done the... for Hero here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he had the Volta match in... in uh... <coughs> he had the Volta match in Progress. The Andrews match in Progress. Avatar, the end yeah. match in Progress. Um, I'm just going much. <laughs> he's he's had WXW appearances. He was in the uh, shortcut to the top and got a massive pop there. Um, he had the tag league with yeah, JT Dunn tag league all the way through. And he's had the Orc Hall appearances. He had a match of the year contender with Katsuyori Shibata, which we're going to talk about later. Um, he had a great match against Josh Bodum as well. He had a match of the year contender against Tomohiro Ishii. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You go down the line, and it's Chris Hero all the way. Obviously, guys like Ishii and Shibata we have to mention, but just the fact that they weren't here as often as Hero and doesn't have the same depth of resume as Hero has just means you can't really argue against him. Yeah, while I completely agree with you, I'm going to try and play devil's advocate for a bit <laughs> so we can actually yeah. like big up some other contenders for this. Yeah, uh, I have six other guys I want to talk about. Um, Matt Riddle had one match um, yes. in progress, one match, and in that <laughs> one match, I think he's he's got himself over with like 700 people for life. The way that he carried himself. Uh, for that show, his his presence was unreal. Mm-hmm. Um, the the standard that he that he set there is incredibly high, and the match with Osprey that is uh, legitimately north of four stars. Um, yes, was oh, what eight nine minutes long, <laughs> and that, that is he he makes an immediate impact. Yeah, there's no one else like him. He's in a star. Play. He just is a star. Yeah, and um, you got to go see him live if you haven't, because it's it's pretty special. And also on his resume, Chris Hero may have seven or eight great matches in the UK this year, but only Matt Riddle has been carried into the pub across the street <laughs> with by a chanting crowd and been banned <laughs> access from the pub because he was too awesome. He was too over yeah. <laughs> to go in the to go in the world's end. He was too over. <laughs> um, Okay, so I'll quickly go through the others. Uh, Katsuyori Shibata has been over here. He's had three matches in the UK this year, I think. Carried the belt to New Japan as well, holding yeah, it up with the never belt. Had, had three it's matches. Cool. Uh, he came up just short against uh, Sabre once, then beat him, and then defended the title against Chris Hero. All three matches, I thought, four stars plus. Um. I think the the standard that he's brought has been incredible. I think the professionalism that he's brought has been in, incredible as well. Um, he he's just loved being over in the UK. Well, all these guys have. All these guys have loved coming here, which is fantastic to have like the best wrestlers mm-hmm. in the world coming to the UK, enjoying the hell out of it. And like nobody's coming here for just paycheck money anymore. You've got guys that are the best wrestlers in the world. They're coming to the UK and Loving it. Well, when you say nobody, Del Rio. <laughs> oh no! Fuck it. <laughs> um, Del Rio. Every, everywhere's a paycheck for Del Rio. 
Fuck that guy. Um, Fuck that guy. <laughs> oh, my Paige is going to be pissed at us now. She's no, I'm sure me. she listens. <laughs> um, okay, so moving on. Uh, Mike Bailey. Mike Bailey's yep. had a lot of matches in the UK this year because he's not a lad in America. And <laughs> I think all of them have been at a very strong uh, standard. He's probably been also had a really good 16 carat weekend. Uh, yeah, he did. He had a fucking great match with Ewan Simmons, which I didn't think that was a thing, <laughs> but but he he did that. Um, like like his standard his his uh basement has been sort of around three and a quarter, three and a half, and he's been operating between there and like four ish. Uh, so he's been mm. a little bit below the likes of Hero Riddle and Shibata in terms of like how like high quality he's been. But the the stuff that he's done has been very good. Um, he's been consistent, and he's been over quite a lot. Um, Shane Strickland, uh, another strong choice. Really good in uh, WXW before, like he mysteriously the stopped getting bookings there. <laughs> I've still have no idea what happened. Not a clue. But they just publicly said we're not booking him anymore after he, uh, he very strange. won the tag titles. Um, but then he went and wrestled in in Fight Club Pro. It was great there. Uh, he had uh, that match with Osprey in Progress, which is fantastic. And in WXW, yeah, like his. Oh, of course, yeah, for um, sixteen carat, wasn't it? That that was the one with the dance off. Yeah. So he's he's had a great year, like really yes. strong. But I don't think he's even close to being like the best import. But the fact that we're talking about a guy who's had that kind of a year <laughs> and he's an also ran that's saying yeah. something um sammy callahan uh that might be a strange one for anyone who doesn't watch fight club pro but every match he's had in fight club pro this year has been great yeah he's thrived in fight club pro like really like uh, the uh he had a match with trent seven which i thought was about four and a quarter had a, a great match with Pete my... Dunn. Yeah, sorry. Go on. Go the, on. Ollie. The seven matches in my top fifty on the year. <laughs> it's probably the only time Sammy Callahan will ever get in there, but he crushed it during his run as champion. There, he's been great. Um, had a couple of decent matches in progress in the um, uh, strong style. Uh, maybe not as good as the the ones in Fight Club Pro, but uh, still decent matches. And he would have been a strong contender in like any other year, but he's an also ran. And here has had a fucking incredible year. <laughs> That's why the, fun, the final guy that I'm going to mention is Travis Banks because I think he's technically <laughs> an import. <laughs> I'm not sure how that works because, like, he, he kind of. I think if here. you live in Britain, you count as a British wrestler, and if you live elsewhere, if you get flown in, then you're an import. Yeah, I literally, I don't really know where I stand on on, on Travis, <laughs> <laughs> but he's worth mentioning because. He's not English, uh, but he feels English. Yeah. But yeah, definitely Chris Hero. Chris Hero. He's he's had an incredible year in Europe and all over the world, really. Uh, there's no one better, and I hope he keeps coming back for more. <laughs> and Chris it's Hero, amazing the best to import. me that so, uh, we've just gone through this category not mentioned Ishii, despite the fact that he had that, that match in uh, your call <laughs> against Hero, which is... Uh, I thought it was four and three quarters. I, he was that good. It's a phenomenal match. Holds up incredibly well on tape. But yeah, it was with Hero, so 
partially a winner. We'll move on now to a very special award. It is the Aunt Furious Worst Import Award. Take it away, Arn. <laughs> and the winner of this uh, prestigious Worst Import Award is... Bald MC, moving on. <laughs> Best promotion. Best promotion? Um, <laughs> it would have to be a promotion that hasn't booked Bull Dempsey, so I'm really sorry, OTT. <laughs> um, there are... I, I basically wrote down all of the promotions for this. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've got a list, and it's like, it's basically all of the promotions. You've got WXW, I think have been terrific. Uh, Progress, Rev Pro, Fight Club Bro, and also Attack. It's a solid five. Um, I, my my personal favourite would have to go to Fight Club Pro because the strides they've made this year, finding a new venue which is better for them, it's a great um, looks better on tape, um, feels better to stand in live. It doesn't. It feels grimy without feeling grotty, if that makes any sense. <laughs> like I'm o- I'm okay being there. I don't feel like I'm about to die. <laughs> <laughs> um. They don't have the bangy boards anymore, which I liked about the Planet Nightclub, but they do have a mu- it's much brighter and like it just feels better and they- it feels like they've got a better setup there. Um, their identity has become a lot more solid. I feel like Trent Seven's really taken the reins. Uh, he has those pre-show talks, which make it feel more like like a club, a secret club <laughs> that you've been invited into, and the wrestling has been phenomenal and not overbooked like in RevPro and Progress where those are the two biggest promotions I would say at least in terms of like size to in proportion to in-ring quality um was that, on a that little... bit of a jab at ICW though in terms bit of... of a jab at ICW yeah <laughs> but both Progress and RevPro have been waylaid by off booking let's call it um whether it be Booking the entire summer around Vader um, in Refro, who can't even walk down the stairs. <clears throat> yeah, but it, everything felt like it was building up to that, and it felt like the focus. Um, and it distracted them with Osprey and Dunn and kind of waylaid their feud. And in progress, just a myriad of issues, <laughs> uh, mainly stemming from Mikey Whiplash and Sebastian both being terrible and. Mikey Whiplash is a good wrestler, but he just absolutely stunk in progress. He got given some terrible booking and didn't do too much better in the matches either. And then Sebastian just not being interesting. I get what they're trying to do with him. They're trying to make him a pest heel. They're trying to make him the Miz from 2007. But it's not working because he dives out of the way of Matt Riddle knees instead of taking it and getting some comeuppance. <laughs> See, I, I see your complaints there, but for me, the, the standard across all of the promotions has been so high this year. And you, you're saying progress haven't haven't been as good, but then I look back to January and they they started the year really strong uh, with the Skull Osprey program. Uh, they followed that up immediately with Haskins coming up short, which was important because it's part of the long-term booking. Mm-hmm. And... Then they had that really strong Thunder Bastard match. Uh, I, I really like Skull versus End. I know you weren't keen on the finishes. Uh, yeah, that feud, 
I just, that feud really hurt the main event for me as well. The the Eva interjecting in and ruining his first title win. It felt really important in the moment, and every passing day it feels less and less significant, and it's hurt Eva and his upward momentum. Um, and Skull End, eventually it just felt like a comedy feud. Like, especially the, the end of the show that we saw, the one where Eva won the title, uh-huh. um, that you left beforehand. Um... <laughs> It didn't I feel. I missed my train. I'd have been, I'd have been stuck <laughs> in London. <laughs> That's fair enough. Uh, but the end of that, it just felt like they were throwing every gimmick at the wall and seeing what stuck. And it never felt like Skull had gotten over having beaten Chris Hero in the way that he did, having beaten Osprey and Haskins earlier in the way he did. It never felt like Skull was this was the heel they were portraying him as, and since they were booking the entire main event around him, that had a negative knock-on effect on everyone else, plus the weirdness with Whiplash and Sebastian and, and all that. It just felt unsatisfying. Oh, so there's uh, some other things I want to put into consideration for, for progress this year. The um, uh, Coffee uh, Rampage Brown match from uh, the Atlas tournament uh saber and flash morgan webster i think the flash morgan webster's best singles match i've, I've seen from him uh mm-hmm. in the the cruiserweight classic qualifier um <clears throat> the uh strong style tournament all of heroes matches uh fsu against the dumb brothers that was kind of a forgotten match that was really sneaky good from the middle of the year i really like skull and hero a lot more than you did. The Haskins and Osprey match where Haskins finally beat someone like at the top end of the card, which also set uh, Osprey off on his path for the rest of the year. Uh, the Riot's War Machine, uh, like two match mini feud that they did. Yeah. Uh, Sabre and Osprey, uh, Strickland and Osprey. They saw all of Will's losing streak has been great. Um, I thought. Uh, Saber and Champa was better than, than you liked it from Brixton. Haskins' eventual title win. And sort of since then, the booking, I think, has improved uh, as well as the um, uh, riddle coming in. So I, th- I mean, when you, when, you, when you say it like that, it sounds really good. <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot of good. That's, um, that's the thing. Is like, I think you can't have been a lot of really two good things stuff. that were bad when there were all those good things. It just felt like everything in the main event scene in the summer was bad. It there was nothing that I was particularly into. And I, I kind um, of forgot Haskins when your main event as well. <laughs> yes, I, I feel like there was a lot of stuff in that mid card with the riots with Haskins um, as they built up to Brixton, but at the very top, the way they ended those shows was disappointing, and you never want to leave a show feeling disappointed or like you'd wasted your money, and at times I felt a little bit like that, and it's difficult to get that feeling out of your head. Yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed Progress this year, but then I haven't been to uh, a show of theirs until this year, and I think seeing it live has been a big uh, difference yeah. maker for me. Well, I pushed very strongly for them to win last year, and I don't think they've had as good a year <laughs> as last year, so well, the weird... I just, I don't feel, I feel it'd be disingenuous of me to give them an award <laughs> as unimportant as the Britties are, I would f- feel disingenuous about saying, well, this year wasn't as good as last year, but you still win anyway. Um, 
I think in terms of um, like the number of matches that I've clocked in quite like as highly rated, I think Progress is probably the best company still. Um, that said, I kind of leaned towards Rev Pro last year because of the people they put in the ring in front of me. Mm. And you could argue that that has been the case again this year, that some of the people that they've, they've booked have been uh, exceptional. And the Definitely. performances that they put on have been really strong. And Rev Pro have had a really good year. Not just uh, in the big uh, Your Call shows, but their their smaller shows have gotten so much better in uh, 2016. And we gave them promotion of the year in, in 2015, and they've been better in 2016. They've had a better year. Yeah, the cockpit shows have definitely improved, cockpit and next year they've great. got a much more solid plan for them, which hopefully means they'll be up within a couple of weeks of them actually happening, which would be a lot better Three than it has months. been this year. <laughs> And your cool shows, Vader aside, again, really, really good, especially the Global Wars weekend. That was fantastic, seeing Los Ingo Bernables live, seeing all those guys live, really special moments. Um, could argue that the fact that they lean heavily on imports is a detraction, maybe. But then like, you, you look at, at the uh, guys that have come through internally, like especially Trent Seven, like the way that he's um, yeah. been built up, Pete Dunn. I think they've they've had a pretty good year in uh, in terms of run on booking. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's been a strong year for Red Pro. The Vader stuff is a is a miss though. I think that's only a small resume. part of the year compared to everything else that they've done though. <laughs> but it is the most significant part as well. I don't know. I think I'll forget about it pretty. <laughs> if you didn't keep, <laughs> well, we we will. Me. But I think if you ask Andy Gordon how he booked the year. The Vader thing was probably his biggest get since it sold out the cool quickest and got the most publicity. I I think what Fight Club Pro have done this year deserves special attention because they've built from us not talking about them at all to us talking about them a lot, even when we're not supposed to. <laughs> it's been steady, but it's, it's been like from the middle of the year. Like I think ever since Rage Against the Death Machine, yeah. which I believe was their first proper show in fiction, they'd had Chikara shows before, but that was their first solely Fight Club Pro show in fiction, and it felt like a fresh beginning. It felt really important. It got a lot of buzz, and it opened our eyes to a promotion that we hadn't really looked at before in any serious way. And they've just built from that, and they've built Travis Banks up as a star. Um, also, I need to uh, throw a WXW's hat into the ring, as it were. <laughs> yes. Their big weekends are so good. Um, 16 Carat was uh, terrific this year. The, I think the standard of some of the matches in that, in particular the, the tag where they had uh, Skrull and uh, Trevor Lee against um, Osprey and Mike Bailey. That was excellent. Um, obviously the the Osprey Strickland match that you mentioned earlier. Um, Osprey and Skrull had a match. This is the only match I think they've had this year that I can remember. Anyway, uh, they had a match back in April that was excellent, excellent match. Um, this uh, combination of like old school um, uh, world of sport counter holds only with like some modern uh, submissions thrown in there, like MMA stuff. It was like two worlds colliding. 
and the way they built in that match was was uh, was fucking great. Um, uh, Skull and Osprey, of course, had a match in in WXW that was was very good, and uh, Tag League I thought was great. And mm-hmm. there's been like bits in between that I that I've caught. the The standards have been pretty high. Um, I I think it needs mentioning, but at the same time, I don't think they've had as consistent a year as any of the other uh, promotions that we're talking about. I think yeah, they've had big peaks. Yeah, they've, they've, they've peaks. they peaked very high, but I because they do so many shows. Um, it's kind of hard to get that consistency. If you watch a lot of it, it kind of you kind of get a lot of lows as well as the as well as the highs. Um, it's kind of like ICW, but they run a lot of shows, so it, yeah, there's just too much stuff, and you, you have to wade through it to find the good stuff. And only with ICW there is none. So what are we going to do about the award? <laughs> uh, we're going to give it to <laughs> who, Fight Club who would you Pro. like to put forward? Oh, I've I've convinced you. <laughs> um. Well, I wanted Fight Club Pro to win, but when I read, uh, because Rob has basically kind of uh, leant towards Rev Pro, and I completely understand yes. why he's done that. Uh, but at the same time, of the promotions that I've I've been to see uh, live this year, the highest high that I had was for <laughs> Infinity, and you can't argue with that. I, I, can't. I think their, their second half of the year has been tremendous and they've made such significant strides that I would feel bad about giving the award to anyone else. So Yeah, they've been great. Uh, and I think the, the thing that really sells it for me is the the standard of every single match is high. There's there's no match where you can sit there and go, uh, well, this isn't that good. It's either <laughs> you get the odd comedy match, you get the odd garbage match, and the rest of it is just intense. Yeah. Like 90% of their matches are like really strong. And it's a show with very little filler, and the filler is when all... you go and get a drink to get <laughs> drunk and no, enjoy the show more. It's all, it's all killer, no filler. <laughs> yeah. So, promotion of the year, Fight Club Pro. That's a big one. I'm happy with that. <laughs> um, we will move on to best online service. Um. Similar to promotion of the year, but obviously only their online presence, specifically their subscription services, what have you. Um, big release of WXW now yeah. this year, and they came out of the block straight away with a lot of content and a very strong plan of how they were gonna put out their shows, it, and it they like tiered their shows so that you knew exactly what you were getting on each and every broadcast, which I really liked. And also the picture quality I found is the best like they have oh, the best cameras but their Oberhausen arena looks amazing yeah the, the thing I like about uh, WXW now is they do a lot of interviews on there and yeah. they're all subtitled so if you don't know what's going on the subtitles are there to, to help you out <laughs> if you don't speak any German um, yeah. but it's the the range of people that they interview I, there's like a two hour Daisuke Sekimoto shoot on there <laughs> which I, I've watched about half an hour of it. And I haven't had a chance to go back, but I've, the the content is is incredible. For 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 sheer uh, range of content, I I think uh, WXW now is is unbeatable. Like what they're putting out there is just amazing. Plus, they have a weekly TV show that they put out 
which has English yeah. commentary. And yeah, you get the English commentary with Alan Forel. <laughs> what more could you want? That said, I put up a um, a poll on on the Twitter uh, to ask uh, people what they thought was the best online service, and it overwhelmingly won by uh, demand progress. And I can completely understand that because they're quick. Um, the shows are, are, are great and they have uh, like other stuff from other promotions on there as well. They've yes, got, like, get, uh, that's very WXW important. have got like some guest promotions on there as part of their uh, arrangement and also uh, Smash in Canada. And they've put interviews up on there as well. Yeah, there's the full uh, Jimmy Havoc, I Hope You Suffer thing, yes. which was um, formerly in like an exclusive item in like a big Jimmy Havoc box that they sold last year, but they put it out for free on here, which I really enjoyed. Um, you say Progress are quick, obviously quicker are Rev Pro On Demand, who get their big shows up in a day or two, which is very impressive. And they get their other shows up like whenever, or maybe not <laughs> at all. Yeah. I think they need to. They get the buzzworthy on ones up immediately. Yeah, this is true. I mean, uh, Global Wars was up in like a, what was it a day? Yeah, a day or two days, something like that, which is phenomenally fast. All all the, the these three services, the three main ones, they get their content up so quickly. Um, we're spoiled, really. I mean, I I kind of whinge a little bit about how slow Fight Club Pro are at putting their their shows up. It takes about yeah. two weeks, <laughs> and it's like, wow, what's the hold up? They don't even have commentary. It's um, yeah. Th- these three promotions have spoiled us rotten with their online content this year. Um, I would propose WXW now as um the winner here, simply because they launched with just such an obvious plan of what they wanted to do. Yeah, they like, launched very strong. organized and very efficient. But would you have any qualms with that? <laughs> I wouldn't. What's Rob gone for? Um, he has he can't decide between WXW now and Demand Progress. Oh, we'll, we'll go with the WXW then. Give um, give our right. European neighbours <laughs> a, a bone. I'm just writing that down. Yes, <laughs> WXW now, online service of the year. Yeah. Um, it's a very good service. Very well, it's very strong. Yeah. Uh, they they also well, um because it's on Vimeo uh they email you when new content is available yes which is, that, that is, is a very fantastic useful. touch <laughs> um we'll move on to the big free awards now and we'll start with match of the year um it take place with imports or UK wrestlers that has to have taken place um in Europe so the one that comes to my mind is Chris Hero versus Katsuhiro Shibata from Global Wars Night 2, um, which blew my mind, and everyone went crazy for it. It felt ultra special, mm. and like a moment that I'll never forget. Uh, here's where I'm going to be weird. Ooh. My favourite match that I saw live this year was uh, like Hero and Shibata. Yes. E- easily. I-, I didn't think anything was close <laughs> to it, because I-, I just loved that match live. But then when I watched everything back on, on the VOD, I actually preferred Hiro and Ishii from the night before. Okay. So even though I saw them both live, 
and the best match live that I saw was Hiro and Shibata. I think the best match I saw on tape was Hiro and Ishii. <laughs> so that even makes an interesting sense, one. But that that's how I feel. Like having watched them both live, I was leaning towards the Shibata match, and then I, I've watched them both on tape, and I'm leaning towards Hiro and Ishii. Yeah. Um. I think they're both very strong contenders. Um, I think general consensus puts the Shibath match just a bit ahead. Um, but yeah, I love the Ishii match too. Uh, incredible weekend for Hero. And that one was maybe more emotional, but Shibata, the Shibata match was just physical and brutal and the sounds they were making which knee each other in the head and slapping the shit out of each other. It felt just Riveting, I, I, I guess. Kind of possibly in the gets the edge because it went on. It went on last, um, so yeah. it was the last thing that we we remembered. <laughs> and like, as we yeah. walked out that building, I was shaking. <laughs> I, I was my hands were, were shaking after that after seeing that match live. So yeah, I, I can see that as as match the year. But at the same time, that Hero and Ishii match, so good on tape. So watching it back on tape, the quality of it is is incredible. It was, it was much better than I thought it was live, and I thought it was fucking great live. I think other strong contenders for this, um, Skill Osprey yeah. from both RevPro and Progress. Well, we, we thought uh, that RevPro one was had like match of the year uh, locked, <laughs> locked up, up two, in January. two weeks into the year. <laughs> How long we were. Hero came along, didn't he? Hero came along with um, his... Uh, Fortnite in progress. My favourite of those matches was Chris Hero versus Mark Andrews from night one, simply because uh, the big man, little man yeah. stuff was incredible, and I was just so jacked up for seeing Hero live. And then from Infinity, Travis Banks versus Trent Seven. Oh, like, okay. We were both very excited for that one. And I want to watch that back because a... uh, yeah. I haven't seen it on tape, so I. I struggle to um kind of relate to matches uh, live compared to on tape because it's a completely different environment uh like i say with the with the two chris hero matches from uh from global wars it's like i preferred one live and i preferred the other on tape it's it, it's it's a different experience so i want to watch that back to see how i mm. how i rate I it i thought it was worth mentioning anyway um I think the jet, yeah, other match that I thought, well, oh, Christ, no, there's two. Uh, the other two matches that I thought were really good in uh, Fight Club Pro, um, Trent Seven and Pete Dunne, uh, which was, uh, i trying to remember which one, no, Pulp Fiction Night 2. Uh, on uh, Tuesday Night Jaw, uh, Trent said that was uh, that match or another match. I can't remember what the other match was, but he said that's probably the best match he's had. So that is definitely up there. <laughs> and the other one is Zack Sabre Jr. and uh, Travis Banks. Yes. That, ma- that match, match was great. Like, really, that really kicked strong. off Rage Against the Death Machine. And part of the reason why that show was so successful and so buzzworthy. Um, also, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Will Ospreay from RevPro Cockpit. <laughs> um, a very uh, underrated match, I would say. But yeah, really, really good. There have been so many good matches this year. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think if we're including uh, WXW, you have to remember that uh, that tag I was talking about, that uh, Skull and Lee against Osprey and Bailey. That was a great match. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. Um, also, Skull and Osprey, I thought in um, WXW, really good. Not as good as the Rev Pro one or the Progress one. So it's like the third best match <laughs> I've had this year. Um, 
Saber and Skull in in WXW was good. Um, yeah, that Saber and Osprey match from Red Pro with the cockpit. Uh, everything Hero's been in all year. Uh, that Hero and Skull match, uh, the one that you didn't like in progress, I thought that was great. Mm. A lot of people did. <laughs> mm. uh, I think general consensus would say that Hero versus Shibata was match of the year. Do you have a final push for any other match? <laughs> I'm just kind of looking through my notes here because there's other matches that I kind of had in consideration. <laughs> it goes very, very deep. Uh, yeah, yeah I'd, uh, Will Ospreay and Ryan Smile against uh, uh, Marty Skull and uh, Jordan Devlin from OTT in August. That was a great match. Uh, Riots and War Machine, the Tornado. The, like in any other year, these would all be contenders. It's been a strong year. Uh, the uh, Sabre and Skull against uh, Hero and Dunn uh, in WXW, that was really, really good. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, the standards have been really good. <laughs> there should be a lot of matches we're talking about, but Hero's just blown everything away and and ruined the perfectly good argument. But yeah, I'll, I will definitely go along with you on um, uh, Hero versus Shibata. It was a match that made your hands shake. It did. So <laughs> <laughs> it passed the shake test. And yeah, Rob, it was Rob's favourite, my favourite. Uh, certainly one of your favourites. Um I think there'll be no qualms with that being uh, the Britty Award winner for Match of the Year. Mm. Here versus Shibata. Uh, we'll move on to the final two awards, the two biggest awards we have to give um, have we... British Wrestler of the Year. What, what happened to Show of the Year? Huh? Have we just skipped oh. one? <laughs> <laughs> we have completely missed Show of the Year, of course. I'm being an idiot. <laughs> show of the Year, also very prestigious. Show of the year. <laughs> so prestigious, we completely forgot about it. I completely forgot about it, yes. Show of the year for me would be Infinity, because I just had <laughs> so much fun at it. <laughs> oh, God. I, see, I want to watch it again. I, I don't feel... See, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be blamed for, like, uh, recency bias, but I, I would consider Strong Style Day 2 if the main event hadn't been six minutes long. See, if it had been a proper I've main definitely event. got that on the short list. Um, I really want to put OTT over here because the, the Invasion Super Show that had that the <laughs> final match on that card being the, the one I just mentioned, the uh, uh, yeah. Uptown Funkers and uh, Skull and Devlin, that, match, that show from top to bottom was really good. Like, really, really good. Um, that had uh, Pete Dunne and Zack Sabre Jr. on as well. A really, really good show. Like, that show, what a... Uh, what a difference uh, 2016 has been for, for uh, European wrestling is that OTT can put on a show that incredibly good and not have it just blow everything else out the water. It's just been another one of the really good shows from this year. I would say that the Rev Pro Global War shows almost cancel each other out because they were both really, really good and I I'm, can't pick uh, one I'm over the other. I'm kind of leaning towards <laughs> night two. Yeah, Night 2 had the 7 Nagata match, which mm-hmm. was very strong and put the undercard over. And Hero and Shibata, um, obviously. And the, the tag as well. The, uh, and the tag, which was lead, a Leader's a tag, that was great. So yeah, Night 2 and Night 1 are both in the mix. Um, but Infinity, I just had so much fun. It was... <laughs> <laughs> it was such a fun show, and I can't... the energy in the arena was I can't tremendous. go for Infinity because I haven't watched it back. I 
I don't know how it stacks <laughs> but up. But you were there live. I was. Freaking out. <laughs> I was there live. I had a fucking great time. But like, and, until I've watched that, I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll, we won't do this one this week. I'll wait for it to drop on demand or whatever. Uh, uh, what's their gimmick? Um, it's not an on demand one, is it? It's uh, yeah, it's per show. Per show. Yeah, I'll I'll buy it when it comes out. I'll rewatch it, and we'll make that decision later. So you're probably right to skip okay. over it in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna defer defer show of the year. Uh, at the year. moment. I'm kind of saying uh, it's either Rev Pro uh, yeah, Rev Pro's uh, Global Wars Night Two. Or uh, Super Strong Star Night 2. Okay. I would also agree with that. Plus Infinity. We might do a Twitter poll or something. Okay. Well, I want to watch it again. So I'll watch it again. Okay. And if I go like, yes, that's definitely <laughs> show of the year, then we'll go with it. If not, we'll put it to a poll. We are TBA on that. Uh, Rob's suggestions also included 16 Carat Night 1. Very strong show. Yes. Best of the 16 Carat shows. Good chat. Um, chat shit get banged from progress, and Angle versus Saber Junior. Very fun what, show. What chapter was that? Chat, uh, the t- chapter twenty five, the first chapter of the year. Oh right, okay. With Skull Osprey. Yes, I I gotta say I don't remember what else was on the card, so um. <laughs> yeah, might have to rewatch that one. Um, I just need to know what was on the card. <laughs> And we have to look it up. Oh, my internet's not working. Hey. I'm trying to rack my brains. I'm having but... a, a bit of a... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a breakdown in terms of uh, uh, technical stuff here. I'm sure it'll start working soon. <laughs> this is making me riveting stuff. Edit all this out. <laughs> okay. okay, chat shit, get bang. What was on that show? Uh, Origin FSU. Um, again. I had a few of those. Uh, Damien Dunn and Tyler Bate. Rob Lynch, Michael Dante. Haskins Gibson. Morgan Webster and Paul Robinson, Ginny, Dahlia, Pollyanna and Tony Storm Fourway, and Skirl Osprey. Um I remember it being a decent show. I, I don't know if it'd be a show of the year contender. Yeah, that might be a stretch based on one match. Yeah, it's definitely that that match is the one that it, uh but then based on that I'd say um uh, high stakes was probably yeah, better because yeah. I liked uh, Saber and um, AJ Styles off that show. Very true, man. AJ Styles. <laughs> AJ, remember he that was, was this year. hanging around in Brit Rest like <laughs> he was. Less the, than he a was year the ago. British champion at the start of this year. It's crazy. That's mad. Years are a long time. That's completely mad. He's been WWE champion for, for <laughs> like four months or something. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> That's completely <laughs> insane. You don't even think of... Uh, what a year this has been. <laughs> like I said, on the way, uh, after uh, Global Wars, uh, night two, we were walking back towards the uh, like, tube. And I said, like, as as the world gets worse, wrestling gets better. 
Because <laughs> everything has gone completely to hell globally uh, during 2016. If a war breaks out, we're going to have uh, the, like the the greatest wrestling show of all time. It'll be like a blackout, like like back in the uh, Blitz, and uh, <laughs> like we won't have any light coming out the building. It'll be underground somewhere, and uh, every match will be phenomenal. <laughs> you heard it Trent, here Trent first. Several World War Three coming soon. A general gimmick. <laughs> general seven. General seven. <laughs> Uh, with the you know perfectly quaffed facial hair and well, he does have an army. Yes, he does. My God, he's he's ready. <laughs> uh, that that's a slight tangent there. Let's get back to whatever we were supposed to be yes. doing. A... British wrestler of the year. Uh, two categories: one exclusively for European shows, and one for shows anywhere in the world. So Japan, America. And, you know, wherever else people may have a wrestle, Hungary. Oh. <laughs> okay, so th- there's two categories, right? I think we should do uh, the global one first, because okay. I think it's cut and dry, whereas I think the <laughs> I think the European uh, rest of the year for, like, Europe only, I think is a lot closer. Yes, I would agree with that. So, globally, the European rest of the year is Will Ospreay. Yes, best of the Super Juniors conquered um wrestlemania weekend and is just generally one of the best wrestlers in the world right now wherever he goes and is recognized as such you can't argue with that <laughs> had that great match with kushida in uh, in new japan where he was uh selling the arm and did the uh no hands handspring i that's spot of the year for me it's just to mm. combine uh, that <laughs> level of selling with that level of offense, uh, just yes, phenomenal, Love it. absolutely phenomenal. And also his match with Taguchi at the end of Super Juniors, yeah, that's a hell of a match, fantastic. He he's been so good this year. Um, it's kind of sad that he he's had less opportunity to do so in the UK because he's been so busy everywhere else. Mm. But he hasn't and of course, neglected the, Rick- the, the UK at all. match. The Ricochet match went viral. Um, yeah, great match as well. People underrate that to to hell. You had <laughs> you had like a mainstream publication saying, "Wow, New Japan wrestling is amazing." <laughs> Look what these guys can I'm do. I'm so much in the bubble that I don't even know how viral that went. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I never saw it on Facebook trends. That's how you know something is being talked about if it's on Facebook trends. I but... don't go on Facebook. Uh, that's that's a lie. Yeah. I go on Facebook occasionally because some people are on there that aren't on Twitter that I need to talk to about wrestling things. <laughs> but yeah, it, I've a lot of like proper websites talked about it. <laughs> wow. Okay. Like for normal people, normies. Yeah. So that is that's cut and dry for me. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Right. I don't think there's any debate. He's having a film made about him. <laughs> yes, I heard. Uh, that's uh, that's how big of a deal he is. <laughs> so yeah, we can give that one to Will Ospreay for UK wrestler of the year, um, European shows only. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Let's let's list some wrestlers. I feel like we've talked about them all before. I have five guys who I also I would have like five. to potentially win. Oh, let's compare Ooh, five. I have. Five. Zack Sabre Jr., yep. Will Ospreay, yep. Pete Dunne, yep. Trent Seven, yep. and Mark Haskins. Hey! <laughs> five for five, we're in agreement. Those are the top five guys this year. Um, 
Should we go down oh, the line and make skill, a case man? for them? No. What? How is Skill not in there? <laughs> well, I just don't think his matches have been good enough. I he, had, he apart from the Osprey match, or the both Osprey matches, I wouldn't so, say hang, any other matches. Hang on here. Were that high. So so Skill, um, he wrestled uh, Osprey twice in January, one of yeah. which we had as match of the year for, for ten months. Yes. Uh, but then had, uh, the general no, level hasn't been February, as high. Haskins, like the first defense. good match, not great. <laughs> don't don't rob on me here. <laughs> Didn't you just say that you had five people and none of them were girl? <laughs> this is true, but like as soon as I realised he wasn't <laughs> listed, I was like, hang on, <laughs> why is he not? So that that tag from WXW that I've hammered on about twice because he was in that um, WXW match with Osprey. Um, I thought Tommy N matches were really good in pro. Well, two of them were. Maybe not the third one. Um, the Trent Seven match from Rev Pro from the cockpit. Uh, the the match with Damo from uh, cockpit was fantastic, and I kind of forgot to mention that. I think that's one of the best uh, matches I've ever seen from Damo, and that was a skill match, and it was mostly on skill. Uh, the one with Hero. Uh, well, no, two from here, wasn't there? There was one in Progress, one in Red Pro. Also, um, the, oh, scroll. Uh, he had the uh, another Osprey match in What Culture and uh, was in Tag League with Sabre. Had did great stuff there. I think he's he's kind of tailed off a little bit second half of the year. I, th I think his run with the Progress Championship hurt to my estimation of him. He had all that time at the top and didn't really have anything to show for it, at least for me. Obviously, he had the hero match, which a lot of people liked. He liked the end matches, although I did not. Um, I didn't I like think the that stretch of so time. I like the, the actual content of the match, the actual wrestling that was in the matches, I thought was very strong. Mm. I just feel like that whole period of time sours me on him. And he had all those main events and did not show up as much as those other five guys I listed, who in some cases were in lesser spots than him. That's why he didn't make my shortlist. But he's certainly in the top ten, possibly even sixth out of those guys, just not in the shortlist. <laughs> I'm not saying he had a bad year by any means, I recognise where he's done well, but I'm not saying he's um, in that top five. I actually put him on the... Um, I did a poll... For this one as well, I did a bit of poll for um I didn't specify, um, but I said like uh like UK wrestler of the year and the options that I gave were Osprey, Skill, Sabre Jr. and Trent Seven. And the thing that surprised me is I had more writing votes for Pete Dunn than votes were given to Sabre Jr. And that surprised me. I think people have really overlooked the year that Sabre Jr. has had. Yeah, when I look back at my uh, matches of the year list, just literally just the big list of matches in order of how I liked them, um, Sabre Jr. has a lot of matches mm -hmm. for the high up, and he and been really most good of them year. were in Europe, yeah. I mean, you, you could possibly argue he'd have been number two for Global based on uh, the work for Evolve, uh, the Cruiserweight yeah. Classic, the uh, stuff uh, for PWG where he's champion. 
Yeah, I would uh, say WH2 he was number two for global, and Skull was number three. I think Skull's character has worked a lot better stateside, where he's more of an exhibition guy. Whereas in progress, I think it's fell flat, where they're trying to make him the top heel, and it just never felt that way. Well, that's fair enough. <laughs> There is a very, very strong case here for Osprey winning both. Yes, and that's the way Rob has gone as well. He's had killer matches. Um, even when we've said that we sort of tailed off in the second half of the year, he still had the Shane Strickland match and he still had the Matt Riddle match. And while those were somewhat about the specialness of seeing Strickland and Riddle, like Osprey was absolutely an anchor in those matches um, and that's especially if, in the Strickland that's if you're match, just but... limiting it to to like progress and rev pro if you think about other promotions yeah. as well the match i'd like he basically appeared halfway through the year for uh what culture and i think he's had their three best matches mm-hmm. uh, two with kirby and one with skull the uh triple threat as well oh shit i forgot about that that, that was that was good <laughs> i don't think it was as good as those those three singles matches Okay. And he's actually had another singles match with with Kirby that I haven't seen, which was like the decider of the three, which I it, probably good. I I haven't even seen it, but it probably is. Osprey does have a very strong it resume does. at home as well as in Japan. Um, but I would say the impact that Trent Seven has made this year. Um, just with his character and with his personality and he just feels like the veteran of Britress and he's in more on more than one occasion in these multi-man matches he's been the guy mm. to really order everyone around and he got over Peter <laughs> <laughs> in that Fatal 4 way he felt like a real anchor in the title elimination match at chapter 39 um, just a massive personality like great on the mic um Love his in-ring style. You could say that he hasn't um, shown up in like the big spots, or like he hasn't had an opportunity to get those main events or whatever under his belt, which may put him behind some of the other more yeah, main events. If, if you look at the promotion where he has been main eventing, which is Fight Club Pro, his main events yeah. have been great there. Yes, like and Callahan, he, he... Uh, Travis Banks. Um, what's the other match I really want to put over? Um... Oh, the Pete Dunn, the Pete Dunn match, the uh, yes. where uh, Pete retained. Uh, He's done a very good job of getting other people over, be it Pete Dunn oh, or Travis Banks or Jimmy Havoc in the Chapter Thirty Nine match. He's made other people look really, really good. Tyler Bate as well. Um, if you're working with Trent Seven, he will do his damnedest to make you look good. He had the great match against Yuji Nagata. Like that was just that was the third match on the Global Boys show, it wasn't meant to be a show stealer, but it's one of the most memorable matches from that weekend, and it was in large part because of the charisma of Trent Seven matching Yuji Nagata's charisma. Yeah, I had this whole thing uh, listed out where I... It is ridiculous. I've actually gone into, like, every match uh, that UK wrestlers have had... uh, Sorry, Mm. European wrestlers have had in Europe this year that I've seen... I allocated like points for uh, stars that I awarded, <laughs> and I went through the whole thing, and I came up with like a list, and yeah. it's ridiculously in depth. Uh, and I kind of calculated who I thought was like the British wrestler of the year based on that. Yeah, but fuck it, I'm going to give it to Trent Seven. 
<laughs> who was the... Do you want to reveal who the scientific winner was? No, because fuck science. <laughs> <laughs> I spent ages doing that. as well. I, literally, like, 45 minutes of sitting down, yeah. analysing all the shows that I'd reviewed, uh, like, all the top matches where I'd uh, I'd given, like, uh, uh, like, four stars plus to a match. And based on that, I came up with what I thought was a decisive winner. But when I, th- if if somebody turned around to ask me, who do you think has been the best um, uh, European wrestler this year? I don't think I'd even hesitate. Is Trent Seven? Yeah, I would completely agree with that. With that same scenario. If someone asked me, and I would, I would say Trent Seven because he's made the biggest impact. He may not numerically have had the most snowflakes, um, but he'd still be very much up there. But the character that he's gotten over, the fact that he's now wanted to make this, like, his career, not just, like, in Fight Club Pro, but going up and down the country, going over to Germany. Oh, by God, I um, hope he gets, uh, like, a, a New Japan gig or something. Something ridiculous <laughs> yes. like that. I'd, I would love that. He's he's done so, so well this year, made such a name for himself, and been the anchor to get people, other people over and make other people look good. And as well as himself, he's looked awesome. And just that personality that he shows off. Um, like, he's endearing, he's in, he's charismatic, and, like, even just, like, the pre-show talks he does in Fight Club Pro make the show that much better. So just everything he does makes everything a little bit better. And I think... If we're not going to give it to him this year, we, we may never give it to him because he may not, may not ever have a better year than this. So I feel like it's his year, 2016, so year the of Trent Seven. second half of the year, he's definitely been the outstanding guy for me. That includes, uh, it, even with the rise and rise of Pete Dunn, I think he's been the, the outstanding wrestler in, in Europe, second half of the year. Yeah. So British wrestler of the year, Trent Seven. I think we're in agreement. God, I love him as well. <laughs> He's the best. The, we're going to get accused of bias here because we went Fight Club Pro Ooh. and Trent Seven. Oh, recency bias. Yeah, is, is, it region, <laughs> is it region bias or is it just that Fight Club Pro is that good and Trent Seven is that good? Oh, is there going to be backlash? Ooh. Well, it's good that we can inspire discussion. That's what we want. We want to hear what other people think as well. We're going to talk to other people, see what they think of our awards, and <laughs> accept them or reject them as they want to. <laughs> At the end of the day, it is just two men's opinion. So Yeah, well, he fucking deserves it. So Yes. He's the guy, I think, this year. And with that, we have a full list of winners. Um, I stopped writing them down because I was talking and I didn't want typing and talking at the same time. I believe you've written I, them I have written them all down. Do you, want to, yes. do you want me to go through them from... Uh... Let, let's, have a, let's have a read. Okay. Um, so, most improved. Uh, back in uh, 2015, we gave this to Pastor William Eva. Uh, this year, we've given it to Ginny. I think she's a deserving winner. Uh, breakout star. Last year was Mark Haskins. Uh, this year, we've given it to Pete Dunne. Uh, best tag team last year was uh, the Sumerian Death Squad. This year, uh, leaders of the new school. Uh, best women's wrestler. This is a, a first time for this one. We've given it to Nixon Newell. Uh, best feud. We've gone with um, <clears throat> Marty School versus Will Ospreay for the uh, sheer quality of the matches. Best import last year with a- was uh, AJ Styles. 
who is currently WWE champion. So I think we were right <laughs> on that one. Uh, this year we've given it to Chris Hero. And I've not written down these in order. Uh, obviously, worst import, uh, whatever. Fuck you, mate. You're not getting any more publicity. Uh, <laughs> best promotion. That sounds right. Uh, last year we went with Rev Pro. Uh, it was close. It was a two to one vote, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. This year we've gone with Fight Club Pro. God bless them. Uh, best online service we've gone with uh, WXW Now. Uh, best show of the year to be determined. I have to come <laughs> back to that one. Uh, match of the year last year we went with uh, Osprey and Sidal, the two out of three falls match, which was at Summer Sizzler, I think. Uh, yes. This year we've gone with Chris Hero and Katsuyori Shibata. Although that could have been Chris Harrow versus several people. And that just leaves the big two, which is... So I haven't written those down in order. I'm having to scroll back up. Uh, so global European wrestler of the year would be Will Ospreay. Uh, last year we gave that one to Zack Sabre Jr. for his work globally. And European wrestler of the year for uh, European shows only. Last year that was Will Ospreay. This year it's Trent Seven. Ooh, that was that was good. <laughs> yeah, um, and that's for Britties. Well, almost all of the Britties. <laughs> yeah, we, we still have show of the year to confirm. But show of the year that will be an interesting could discussion. Could possibly be Infinity. We'll talk about that next time. Anyway, we'll see if we can get a, a consensus yeah. opinion. Imagine if the Oscars did that. Just defer. Yeah, we're, for a week. we're not. Certain. <laughs> I I haven't seen all the films we'll a second chance. time. <laughs> it's not out on DVD yet. <laughs> that's what they send screeners. Where's my screener? <laughs> I'll have to send Trent a DM. I'll be like, well, I kind of need a screener on uh, on Infinity. Um, see if it's show of the year, mate. See, uh, see what... you can tell him about his award at the same time. Yeah, I'll be like, oh, by the way, Trent, you're uh, rest of the year, mate. Nice one. Yeah. Um. Okay, so next time we've got a couple of uh, quite large shows to talk about. Um, that have uh. The uh, WXW ran their uh, 16th anniversary show, which I hear is quite interesting. But uh, I will need to watch it to see exactly what happened. And uh, Progress uh, ran a show in Sheffield for the first time, uh, Chapter 40. I don't know what happened. Like I, ha- I do. It sounded like a pretty good show. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Okay, so we'll be we'll be watching those. I'll be rewatching Infinity probably and um <laughs> if i get time because it is december and i work in retail and december is the Boo. worst worst month <laughs> of the year christmas is evil fuck christmas, fuck christmas. <laughs> so we've got those two shows to talk about so we'll, we'll be back to discuss those and maybe put infinity over like some more i, I don't know it depends <laughs> how it it's what the from. people want and uh, that's about it. Uh, plugs? Um, F4W Euro Notes. Uh, have a read of them. If <laughs> you, you don't think uh, Observer covers European wrestling enough, uh, well, there's some coverage. Uh, me and Alan Boone doing, putting in work, <laughs> trying to cover it as best we can. Also, um, that's, that's um, progress um, coverage of European wrestling. wrestling from people who actually watch European wrestling. Yes. As opposed <laughs> to people who are vaguely aware of it. 
Yeah. <laughs> and follow me on Twitter at another Ollie, if you so wish. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter. I'm at Arnold Furious. Um, next year, I've got something big coming, so I will tell you about it then. <laughs> Very mysterious. Jan- January the 1st. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I'll put that date in my diary. It's probably in there already. <laughs> I, did, I didn't have day. anything planned for January the 1st before. But... Okay, and with that, I, I think we're out of here. And, um, we're out of here. I hope you enjoy the Britties. I hope you uh, want to debate them with us at shows because we'll be at them at some point. <laughs> I'm already booked in for four shows in January, despite the fact that I've been summoned for jury duty. <laughs> Luckily, there isn't any courts at the weekend, so I will still be going to the shows. <laughs> but I can't hang around um, Camden uh, for any length of time because I've got to get back uh, to go to the Crown Court in Worcester. <laughs> <laughs> and with that litigation aside, yes. we're, we're out of here. I'm sure they're Thanks guilty. Listening. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that'll get me out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Uh, Hope you join us next time on the Brass Roundtable. Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery.